genre. Nerds and welcome to Tales from Short Box, the once weekly Wednesday podcast where we talk about comic books. My name is Adam Sheehan, and I'm here as I'm usually here with Sean Petit, yo, Casey Crawford, hello, and RJ Byte, hey yo. As a reminder, uh, this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. If you haven't read uh, recent books or the books that we're going to talk about on this show, uh, we're going to ruin those. Uh, I'll give you timestamps in the episode description so you can skip anything that you might need to skip. Our top story this week is Swamp Thing uh, by Rom V, Mike Perkins, and Mike Spicer. Swamp Thing Season 1. Season 1, Swamp Thing yes. Season 1. Issues 1 through That's what 10. we'll call it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how are y'all doing? Swampy. Okay. Swampy. Swampy. A little swampy. A little Swamp bit. thing. A little swampy. Uh, okay, so, so, I, uh, I gotta talk to y'all about something. So. Oh, boy. Oh, what yeah. did we do? No, no, you're fine. So, a couple, a couple, in the past two weeks on the show, I've mentioned uh, my, my new predicament, my new uh, diagnosis. I got dyshydrotic eczema, right? So, it's specifically Monkey a type pox. of eczema that only affects your hands and feet, and you get itchy painful blisters on your hands and feet it's literally like designed in a lab to be the worst thing you could imagine like so monkey for, pox. for a skin yeah yeah monkey pox it's basically monkey pox um but so in ta- talking with you lovely gentlemen the idea occurred to me that it might be because of my diet so i start to look up all right, what 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 <laughs> oh, right. allergies contribute can contribute to dyshydrotic eczema? And they're like, oh, nickel. Which guess what? Nickel is in like most food. You gotta um, stop yeah. eating your change, Casey. <laughs> yeah, I'm just eating nickels. In- I gotta switch to eating pennies instead. I know the yeah. tip drawer food, looks appetizing. It's just, um, it's just in the ground. Yeah, it's just so everywhere. It's in, it's a, lot it's of in everything. Food. Um, <laughs> it's in the green. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, so so I'm like, okay, well, what foods have high concentrations of nickel so I can avoid those? Uh, uh, nuts and like all kinds of nuts and seeds. It's in like processed meat, which isn't really a problem. I don't eat that much meat. <laughs> it's also in chocolate. Gotta stay away from nuts. It's in chocolate. These nuts. Um, so uh, uh, ch- changing the subject slightly. <laughs> I've been like... All things considered, the world is fucking falling apart around us, right? Like, yeah. I've been, I've been sure, like, sure. keeping my cool pretty well. Like, all things considered, right? You, all you would say? For sure. Yeah, yeah. I would agree with that. Do you know why? Do you know why? Because I eat chocolate. Because I eat chocolate every day! <laughs> I eat chocolate so much! <laughs> like, how well, are you your supposed, <laughs> How are you supposed to live through the collapse of... Of the American Empire, the collapse of late stage capitalism, and not eat chocolate. Like, what is the point? Uh, <laughs> might I recommend drugs? Casey? Uh, yeah, I don't gotta uh, switch to black tar heroin. It'll be just as bad for me. Like, why just not? Don't, just don't keep your chocolate bars with your with your nickels. Yeah, keep them out of your change <laughs> yeah, drawer. Yeah, don't. Yeah. yeah, that's where I keep my little Hershey's Kisses in the in the change drawer, so that it's well, a you're not supposed to eat the sick. foil. <laughs> Let's take them out. Oh, that's the problem. That is the yeah. problem. It's just like, oh, I only have two. I only have two vices. I have two vices, right? I drink Coca-Cola. 
which gives me kidney stones. <laughs> <laughs> and I eat fucking chocolate, which gives me itchy palms. <laughs> well, that that's the thing with vices, man. Vices usually bite back somewhere yeah. along the line. Yo, can I just like be an alcoholic instead, like a normal fucking yeah. person? Sure. I, d- <laughs> I also doubt it's the chocolate. I mean, if this is new, if this just started... Not if no. she's ramped up her chocolate consumption. Oh, yeah. yeah. That and, like, you can just develop allergies suddenly. Mm. Like, my mom was, like, ate shrimp constantly, and then one day they're like, oh, if you eat any shellfish, you'll just die. You'll just fucking die all of a sudden. When just I uh, eat, like, if you eat too much carrots, you turn orange. But also, like, or yellow. in the oh, last, yeah. so I saw y'all on Thursday, right? Yeah. Last week, yeah. today is Monday. I have not eaten any chocolate that whole time, which is why I am just at my fucking Freaking wit's out. end. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm ready to fucking go. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm like already mentally turning down your compressor yeah, on, on know, the, the final edit file. Yeah, you can hear it through my headphones. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. I also have to deal with I'm sorry. fucking I'm, Sean's I, headphone bleed. If it makes you feel any better, I'm not happy about it. <laughs> It's well, now just... I get to be not happy about it. <laughs> well, yeah, no, everyone gets to be miserable. I, so that's I've been making Zach miserable. I've been making Brian and Rob. I've been making everybody miserable because I can't have chocolate. But yeah, in that like what five days or so that I haven't been eating, it's getting better. So like there are there is evidence that I'm just allergic to chocolate now. Oh, no, God. you're just you're just that sucks. Um, or you're just dosed, right? So like you've been ramping up, so you got a high. Yeah, high level. You got to purge, and then you could probably go back to like a, a lower amount of chocolate. Okay, yeah, no, I'll. You I'll, can have an allowance. Yeah, or I'll, I'll have find a something little that, bit of chocolate. Sure, Sean. Just, or or I'll use this term loosely. Buy some vitamins that maybe counteract that effect. <laughs> <laughs> so you eat some chocolate and just like shovel some D three in your mouth or something. <laughs> Hmm. that is fair that is a good that is a good plan it's worth trying it's worth a try or just get chocolate covered d3 vitamins or whatever Ooh, would work it's fat soluble actually would be good for you we don't have to talk about vitamins yeah i know this is not (laughs) a medical podcast yeah uh, no that sucks i don't want us Um, to get banned from spotify for like covid disinformation (laughs) (laughs) I, I, i also know where you're coming from i've i've had my share of weird diagnoses that no one knows what the cause is and i i've been given diagnoses that are that were basically just this is your life from now on and it's yeah. like neat cool yeah. Awesome. yeah that's like if someone walked in and told me i'm allergic to burritos well actually no i actually know exactly what you've been going through casey because i'm pretty heavily lactose intolerant i couldn't give less of a fuck <laughs> but see there's <laughs> I feel like I could deal with like, all right, I'm just going to have a bad night of, of pooping. I'm just going to have to deal with this bad poop. But like your hands are your my hands. hands are no, itchy. I get it. Yeah. My hands I get are it. itchy. I get it. All the, they hurt yeah. and they're itchy. Things so, get itchy and hurt. I get it. I feel you, bro. Oh, it's hell. We are safe, but different. Also, also, so I've been rocking some like leather gloves to like. Yeah, looking, looking cool. I'm, I'm looking pretty cool. If I'm, if I'm yeah. going to do this, I'm going to own it, right? Yeah. Sure. Guess who? Went to fucking Pride celebration on Sunday and lost one of my gloves, like like gay Cinderella. Zach, <laughs> Zach did it. I'm sure there's a lost and found of just leather gloves. Yes, 100. There. There's so a box many. of the exact same glove. Yeah. There's just 50 of them. They're, yeah, they're just all like left 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. With leather gloves left hand. You just hand. have to go to the Pride Parade Lost and Found. You got to get them you got to get them tagged. Dude, I would love to dig through the Pride Parade Lost I, and Found. Oh Dude, man, I, I'm not sure there, I'm I want sure. to dig through that actually. <laughs> there's probably some a lot talk of about nickel stuff allergy. you don't want to yeah. yeah, talk about needing to wear gloves anyway. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, I that will sucks, say, though. like, I've been a little self-conscious of having to, like, wear gloves at work, but going to Pride was the only time I'm like, no, 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 this is good. This is, I'm finally the normal yeah, yeah, one. Yeah. I finally fit, this is, yeah. these are my people. I'll be underdressed. I'm underdressed. Or, or overdressed, I guess, depending on the type of celebration that's just going dressed. on. Just dressed, you're dressed, it's fine. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm just hard femming out here in the streets with yeah. my leather gloves I'm, and my... Fashionable dress. I'm a little jealous that uh, you got to go to Pride Parade. I I I could have gone to Pride Parade. I'm just still terrified of crowds. So yeah, no. Well, we we didn't go to the parade. We went to like the like block party afterwards, Mm. and there were definitely like all this the like congested parts were like the small alleys in between where it's like clearly this is Mm. like the drink tents and this is the party tents, and there's also like there's like a stage where they're playing music and me and Zach were just like, no, that's none of that, please. None of that, please. Thank you. We're just going to go over here. <laughs> so it was, it was a chill. And then we went to a bar where his friend was bartending and yeah, it was, it was chill. That's so, cool. Yeah. That's only a good time. Yeah. It was, it was nice to feel normal for once. Yeah. I got real drunk on Saturday too. It was great. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Sat on a porch and just drank all day. It's awesome. So let's talk about some comics, guys. I'd love to. Let's talk about Strange Number Three because we are a Jed McKay podcast. Yeah, we can't we escape to. this guy. Legally yeah. obligated at this point. To <laughs> we are sponsored uh, by Jed McKay, our one sponsor. <laughs> please, please, please sponsor us. Uh, <laughs> I don't want that sponsor. <laughs> yeah, so Strange Number Three by Jed McKay, Marcel Ferreira, and Java Tartaglia. Um, I'm loving we got this all-powerful sorcerer supreme of two realms running around just beating the shit out of street level villains <laughs> and just and in the way you would think just by completely overpowering them it's fucking incredible <laughs> <laughs> yeah just so and much looking excessive good the force. whole time dude looking amazing like she tracks down this um the Rose, who's been, like, someone that can help find this uh, blasphemy cartel, which is the ones that, like, blew up the, like, the underground market that she was at a couple issues ago. She just walks in with an armful of snakes. And he's like, oh. You know, he and the Rose is trying to play it cool. And he's like, yeah, you know, I'm the Sorcerer Supreme. I'm clear. It's like, uh, he's like, so are all, all my men outside dead? It's like, no, here they are. And she just drops a bunch of fucking snakes <laughs> on the ground. It's like, all right, yeah. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> This is fucking dope. <laughs> and pretty much just gets him to immediately fold um, because she's just not fucking around. And we just get some great street level investigation just by a sorcerer supreme. <laughs> they try to like trap her, this blasphemy cartel to try to like, and they, they set off this bomb that sucks all of the magic out. And immediately she's like, <laughs> you stupid bitches. Um, because it only sucks out because it was an earth magician so it only sucked out the magic from that realm and she's a sorcerer supreme of two realms yeah so now she just only has dark dimension power 
Correct. And oh, turns them, yeah, good job. And she uses a spell called Stone Prisoner of Umari and turns everyone to stone. It's Just like, like that. You took away Classic. the part of her that was like trying to be a hero. Good job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it's kind You just took of away the awesome. good magic. Now she yeah. only has mean magic. <laughs> yeah, so we're starting to get into like the story here. Like she sees like their like this warehouse is just filled with computers, so they're trying to just track down the villain and figuring out what they're doing, which is probably just like Bitcoin at this I don't know. Oh god. But we kind of get introduced to this villain who's just like almost like a he's just a He's just like a cutout with like a, a symbol, like a zero with a line through it. Scissorman. He's, like very, he, he's Scissorman. Yeah, he looks like a Scissorman. We don't really get a name on him. He just is just like, he's just like, he's got cut out. Yeah, he got cut out by a Scissorman. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it, it was really cool. It's, you know, it's a fun issue, but like I, I, this idea of sh- this all powerful sorcerer kind of just trying to like clean up and protect these street level people as the multiple sorcerer supremes just like it's pretty pretty great <laughs> and doing it with like no hesitation for just killing these motherfuckers just yeah. not even questioning yeah, she's, it. she's like, not you... playing it by by steven's rules no <laughs> not even not by Earth's rules. rules i don't give a shit she's playing by dark dimension rules and it doesn't give a shit and it's pretty great <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, it's only the third issue, but we feel like we've gotten a lot out of that book already in just three issues in a good yeah. way. Um, so definitely, if you haven't checked it out, definitely worth checking out the direct spinoff from Death of Doctor Strange. Not spinoff, but like the book that came right out of it. I feel like we'll be covering it next season in its entirety. Yeah, it's definitely one I feel like I'm going to want to go back to in its whole, because it's really starting to like get into like the main story that they're trying to go with. Um, they had a couple issues, introduced a couple villains, and I feel like they're all going to kind of coalesce in this main story. It's pretty great. Well, if there's one thing we love just as much as Jed McKay on here, it's Teeny Howard and the X-Men. Yes. That's so true. Also an X-Men podcast. Yeah. My pick is Knights of X number two by Teeny Howard, Bob Quinn, and Eric Arseniga. Um... This uh, issue, we continue the, the war on Merlin and who, you know, has completely taken over Otherworld and uh, Psylocke trying to, or Betsy and the Captain Britain trying to um, stop him. Uh, we get uh, kind of the party split up and uh, Betsy going <laughs> to go try to uh, drop Shogo off uh, with Lady Roma to see if she can help him. And um, Shogo off at the babysitter. Yeah. <laughs> the the dragon, dragon baby. <laughs> yeah. Um we rescue uh Whitechapel from Blight Spoke. Um, because Merlin has pretty much like taken over all the different like uh areas of Otherworld. So they're kind of like splitting up and teleporting to all the different areas and helping people. Um they go to rescue uh uh Jaffrey's and um, Gambit bribes an old lady with a pop tart, which <laughs> is great. <laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah, that's great. Uh, oh man, he relatable. can just toast them also... with his hands, man. <laughs> yeah, it's also really easy to bribe me with a pop tart. Yeah, Preferably dude. not. Yeah. A I mean, especially a chocolate one. Yeah, dude, if you get that that brown sugar and cinnamon one, dude, oh, man. yes, I'm gonna melt in your hand. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we we see kind of Merlin is. Um, attaching 
uh, collars to people, to like mutants who don't uh, follow him that have a liquid in them. Adam's favorite. Adam's yeah. favorite. Fucking power it's, damping. It's power collars. dampening by way of the liquid like thing that Wolverine drank in Swords of X that made him lose his power. Yeah, at yeah. least and it's magic. It's magic power dampeners. That makes more sense. Magic liquid. So, does it have to be a fucking collar? Like, I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm not going to well, question yeah, Otherwise, that. it's semi-permanent, I guess. Oh, oh I guess not completely. Cause... I mean, if it's not a collar, how do you see it? How if do you anyone know gets a pass pro- on it, it's, it's this creative team. <laughs> <laughs> I just love your disdain for power dampening collars specifically. I just, uh, it's just, it's such what a, like a... What about a wristlet? It's such a crutch, man. <laughs> Maybe like a clutch? Or like a hat? Or some ankle bracelets? <laughs> or A hat. A hat would be cool. Like a power dampening hat? What about a belt? Or a Ooh. vest? Or... Well, they have those. They have like neck belts. Stop that. <laughs> neck belts. It's better than nipple belts. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why it... Sorry, I don't know why, but every time we mention collars it, it's not even power dampening but it's uh like in wild wild west where they wear those magnet collars that brings the the circular saw disc to them yeah. yep. and they're like running in the corn maze away i don't i don't know why oh god Fucking, <laughs> it's I love the same that train energy, wreck of a movie it is that movie so much it is such an enjoyable train wreck um That's great yeah so the uh the party is just kind of split up and helping the different corners of Otherworld, um, trying to get the Siege Perilous and stop Merlin. Um, and just, you know, just kind of ramping up the, the resistance battle. And it's such a cool, I just love the, like, Merlin has completely taken over and uh, Bessie has to get troops together. So it's great. Yeah, they really haven't wasted any time in ramping up the, the stakes. Yeah, it's like immediately. It's like, yep, he's got everything. The yeah, this book started with like, oh, the fascist regime. The the magical (laughs) fascist has taken over. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, okay. And uh, the the end is um, them teasing them going to Severalith, wherever the 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 one with all the vampires, where everyone's a vampire. So I love me a good vampire dimension. Yeah. Okay. I think they're so going to see it. whether the vampires are on their side or not. God. I oh, hope is that, so. that that last page where they're like looking in the globe? Yeah, the Nosferatu's. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A <laughs> Dracula world. Yeah, those Draculas Draculas. looked really hungry, so I don't know. <laughs> they'll be up to no good. <laughs> Saying, they they like were like licking their lips. It looked weird. <laughs> they eat them X-Men. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of Dracula versions of X-Men, uh hey. wait, really? <laughs> yeah, believe it or not. Uh I've got <laughs> X-Men 92 House of XCII by Steve Fox, Salva Aspen, and Israel Silva. I need you to know that it's House of 92. That that is the coolest way to say Roman numerals. I, <laughs> I just but, I need to know that you know. <laughs> I know, but I I kept saying House of X the whole time we covered House of X, so I'm I'm doubling down. Okay, all right, that's fine. Everything's this is fine. Me I'm fine over here. Being insufferable. Um, <laughs> got it. So this so this is the second issue of our our House of X, but in the X-Men animated series. And we get the many lives of Jubilee in this issue. Nice. Oh, where that's like awesome. 
Yeah, we get like different versions of her where like one where she just gets killed in the arcade. Like that was that was life one. Oh, right before she meets the X-Men. Right. And then uh life two, she just tries to avoid arcades, but then a sentinel just rips off the top of her house. And then like year three, she's with the X-Men, but then the Sentinels still come. It's it's kinda you know, it's we know this story. Um yeah. but there's one also, where it's just one she's panel. Reading- She's reading Spider like Spider-Man number one by McFarlane, which came out in ninety-two. Yeah. That's, like, nice fun little That's a good touch. That's a great but touch. One, nice touch. One was just one panel of her as a vampire, and I was like, love it. That, like yep. I really appreciate that. You, you a Dracula right now. Because she she was a vampire for, <laughs> for she was a vampire for a five while. years, maybe. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, it was a, it was a minute there. Curse of the Mutants to whatever Quinn Choir did, yeah. She was feeding off of the Wolverine family, if I remember correctly, for a while there. She was, uh, that was when uh, Laura had started her solo series. They became friends. Yeah. They became friends because uh, <laughs> Jubilee needed a friend that she could eat. <laughs> Don't we all? Yeah. Don't we all? But yeah, there's and then there was like getting back to this, but there was a one where she's like a strife, which I thought was great. Um, but yeah, just like all these different things, but you know, eventually Nimrod happens, so like we get the X Men animated series Nimrod, which is cool. It looks kind of great. Yeah, just what you would think he would be. Kind of looks like Goldar. <laughs> and then we it. get the marauders which is led by uh rogue and they drop a little easter egg as to like um what does she say oh she says remind me to tell you why bobby and lorna didn't work out <laughs> because like i think bobby and north star are on the uh the team mm. so like they're dropping that seed that like yeah bobby's gay in this one too get over it um yeah we get we get like quiet council we get like all of the cool stuff but again it's all 90s animated um then there's this like multi-armed sentinel that comes down that they kill but then it learns enough about the mutants and then sends all of this information back up to like this anti-mutant satellite and they're like oh well we have everything we need now to make nimrod Mm. meanwhile uh wolverine's been trying to track down jubilee who's like hiding in in like a bunker and he keeps getting closer and closer to her meanwhile Sabretooth, who they didn't drop in the forever box has been following him (laughs) so like we get this so they're kind of seeding out this story of like okay we're gonna get Wolverine's going to find her. Sabretooth's going to be not too far after. And then, I don't know, maybe that's when we fridge Sabretooth. Who knows? <laughs> but I enjoy yep. this. I like. I love this book. It's fun. It's just like such a fun, like, cartoon, digestible version of House of X, which is like mm. a lot to take on. So it's been fun. <laughs> also, uh, to the guy who decided to... At us and every other single podcast that talked about issue one of this and bitch about it for an entire day. Real normal thing that you did there, buddy. Yeah, no, that's a super normal 
straight pride fucking normal person that's not yeah. uh fucking creep no that was the no. weirdest thing like like i i logged into our our show account we had like a ton of notifications i was like oh what's this and it was just like the same dude over and over again going like this book is bad i'm like uh neat and then and like the only thing that was on his profile was like i i am proud to be straight that doesn't yeah. mean i'm i'm a homophobe and i'm like okay all right so I, I took solace it, so clearly i took solace in knowing he's probably pissed off about the bobby remark so yeah hell yeah i i feel like uh steve fox is very aware of that guy yeah because you know i think so he was I, also tagged in every single one of these hissy fit tweets oh, of course yeah just a so fucking mess. like so just be like Jesus. oh well i was gonna do this anyway but uh fuck you in particular yeah right so here's a special fuck you to that guy <laughs> so yeah so from all of us uh you guy who tagged us all on twitter fuck you Damn. and Love you're blocked it. so you know yeah he's never gonna listen that. to us anyway yeah i don't think he listened to us the first time i think he just saw that we talked about it and lashed yeah. out yep mm. all right anyway um, I've got something completely different. Just good vibes all the way down this book. Good. Oh, oh yeah, good vibes. God, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm crashing the good vibes train real hard yeah, right now. The super uh, creepy to just the terrific parenting. Oh, yeah. Uh, so it's a Closet Number 1 by James, Ty- James Tynan IV, Gavin Fullerton, and Chris O'Halloran. Um, I believe this is, yeah, this is a three-issue miniseries, which is crazy to me, because I feel like everything James Tynan does is very long form. Um, it's gonna be so creepy so fast it's so yeah, yeah. It's, it is um, yeah and it's also the same artist that did bog bodies with a friend of the show friend of the shop I guess I don't hate we haven't had him on the show yet but um Declan Chalvey's book uh, bog bodies so which is very yeah, that was good, good. Um, also very creepy very creepy yes um but yeah so this book it opens up with uh just like a sad sack dude at the bar and he's like complaining to the bartender about like how he can't do anything right. And he's like, he's like, yeah, I like went out to go buy tape and, uh, I, you know, I'm just going to, I'm, I'm having this little pit stop. Don't mind me. Just one, you know, like, and just kind of complaining about, uh, his marriage and, and all that good stuff. And, um, as he's sitting there doing that, it proceeds to drink two and just says, you know, just one more. And it's like, oh, okay. I see where this is going. Um, yeah. but he's also complaining about like his, uh, his son having these nightmares and, um, the, the bartender's like unicorn piss. This is such he's a like, good idea. Actually. Sorry. What the fuck did you just say to me? And he's like, yeah, you, you know, that's what my sister does with her kid. Uh, she takes a little spray bottle and she fills it up with water and a little bit of lavender. So it smells nice. And she like sprays it around. So it's like, oh, the unicorn piss is like. You know, like dogs marking their territory. The unicorn is going to protect you, so the monsters smell the unicorn, and like they they won't they won't come bother you. Um, and he's like, that's insane, and he's like, well, you know, I think it's about taking the kid's fear seriously. You know, it's like giving the kid like a little bit of validation. You know, that like, you know, you care and you're trying to do yeah. something that you know. Just love how this bartender's accidentally a better parent than this guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Like just trying to throw the guy a bone. Yeah, yeah, like really trying to just help him out a little bit, and he's just like, yeah, you're stupid. Yeah, and he's just like, you know, what do I know? I'm just a bartender. And he's like, okay, well, you know. And he even says, like, that beer's on me. Seems like you're having a, a rough time. Yeah. Uh, good luck. He's moving, too, right? Yes. That's why they got well, the tape. They're moving, like, tomorrow. 
Yeah. Yeah. And like nothing's packed. Yeah. And he purposely said he was going to stop and just tape all the boxes up. And the dude was like, well, you can't make boxes without tape. <laughs> so you're like, just, dude you're stalling just... and procrastinating. So your wife is going to be more mad. Yeah. So that- like every yeah. second you're in this bar, she's getting more angry. Yeah, yeah. Because she doesn't have any fucking tape. <laughs> like, which honestly, I understand to some degree, but also she's not both of them are making some some mistakes here because so like yeah he walks in he's just like oh you know when the first store didn't have tape and he's like starting to give his excuse of why he took so long she's like i can smell the alcohol are you kidding like what like and uh he got yeah, masking like, tape too yeah i got yeah, the dude. wrong like, what a tape piece of shit <laughs> dude, this dude fucking sucks man. like i i hate this guy <laughs> yeah and then and then like uh, you know, he's like, "Hey, is there a, is there a bottle of Windex around here or anywhere?" Like, cause like the the kid's up, not being able to sleep. And the kid's like pretty young. I'd say like five. Yeah, four. That's a good four. Age. Yeah, he's old a young enough kid, to talk, sure. but young enough that he's scared of monsters under the bed, kind of deal. You know. Um, but he's like, yeah, you know, like, you know, uh, I gotta stay up late to to finish packing. Or it says, "Mom needs me to stay up late to finish packing." Um, you know, you, that, you, that's you, why go to, you can't sleep with us. That's why you can't sleep with us. Yeah. And yeah. so he's like, he just goes over and he gets a glass of water and like fills it up at the tap. And he's like, this is unicorn piss. Go to sleep. And the kid's like, what? He's like, <laughs> I saw you pour the water. I know that's yeah. water. And he just, just completely misunderstands the, the whole point of what the bartender was saying. This reminds like, me of, you ever watched Home Improvement? Yeah. When, when Tim's neighbor gives him like sage advice and then he tries to repeat that advice later and like yeah. just gets it all backwards and twisted. Yeah. It's mm. like that. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, the bartender is uh, is the Wilson vibe of this of this. Yeah, the point wasn't the unicorn piss. That right. wasn't the point. You're supposed yeah. to go get a unicorn. <laughs> I think the bartender uh, was saying just listen to your fucking kid. Yeah, yeah. validate just, your kid's fear. Yeah. Yeah. And uh you know, yeah, he's just like, he's like, hey, do you understand what the, what the point? Like, the unicorn piss? And he's like, no. And he's like, fuck. And the kid's like, that's a bad word. He's like, yeah. Okay, good night. <laughs> just like, <Yeah. laughs> goes off to bed. And he's then, just, he's just like, you know, you're only spending one more night in this house. So after yeah, tonight, he, you're not going to ever have to even I'll look leave at this the fucking light closet. on the closet. It's just Don't like, worry. get we'll over be it. away from the monster. Yeah. yeah, get over it. Yeah. And then, like, you know, the mom co- goes at him and she's like, the fact that you made it my fault that, like, sh- that they, uh, he can't sleep with us is, like, like, you're making me the bad guy. What the fuck? And, like, you got the wrong tape. Are you fucking kidding me? So, like, yeah. Uh, I'd say fuck him more, but fuck them both. Because yeah, it's like, not great. It's they not a happy household. Yeah. So, like, with them fighting in the other room, the kid sees the monster. Yep. Uh... Which I the can whole, only like, describe. The whole, like, the real monster in this story is a bad marriage or something. There's yeah. an actual monster as well. But there's, there's also, also an, an actu- actual monster. Yeah, there's an actual monster in the closet. It is what I can only describe as, like, a little gray alien, but, like, with very scary teeth. Like, and no eyes. And no eyes. And uh, he's dark black. It's like, an, it's like the is from, uh, from the Max almost. But this thing's also, horrifying. like, you only really see him, like, in, like, he's, like, backlit. So, like, I don't, I'm not sure yeah. if it, it doesn't have eyes or if it, I just oh, can't geez. see the details. You see the profile of him, too. 
Yeah. It's horrifying. It's, it's fucked up. It's fucked up and scary. And it like climbs up on top of the bed and it's like, oh God, it's, it's so well done. Cause you just get the kids like, just like closing his eyes and waiting for it to go away. And then like, he like watches it go into the wall. It goes to like, another closet door that has a light on. Yeah. So the kid's like, it's going to follow me. Yeah. yeah. I think he this says in that coming. moment, he immediately knew that that monster was moving with them. Yeah. He said he's yeah. coming too, I think was. The yeah. Line. And yeah. I was like, oh, this kid's literally never going to sleep again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> me either. Honestly. Yeah. I, really... I don't blame him at this point. That was the, I was like, okay, monster in the closet. It'll be creepy. But the fact that it just like climbed up on the bed and like teleported and it was like, oh no, it's like, and yeah. then it and like, like turns or it like <sighs> over his shoulder, like yeah. has this like creepy grin at the kid. Oh, horrifying. That I can only describe as like malicious. Like, oh yeah. It's, There's it's bad intentions. Almost entirely wordless. Like just that last yeah. like third of the book. And it is so effective. Yeah. Like, um, see you tomorrow. You know? Yeah, totally. Um, so yeah, I don't. Uh, there's only two more issues. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, and this yeah, kid dude. doesn't have a good dad, so he's fucked. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, he's gonna have a bad, <laughs> have a rough couple nights. Yeah. Yep. So uh, yeah, I'm really excited to see where that goes. And there's also an uh, there's a billion ads in the back for all the other crazy horror comics that James Tynan is doing, both on his Substack and in Image and like all these. I was like. Jesus Christ, does this guy sleep? Is this the new Jeff Lemire? Like, this guy doesn't Lemire's fucking got a big. Lemire's got a big one coming, too. I know. I'm pretty <sighs> excited for that. Yeah. But yeah, so that was, that was the closet. Yeah, book is great. So, um, top story. Top story. So, Into the swamp. Speaking of great. The swamp thing, baby. Um, yeah, so this, this season one is kind of really broken down into two main pieces we have issues one through four the arc is called becoming um and this is really us getting introduced to the character of levi and him becoming swamp thing and really trying to figure out like what the fuck is happening um and the other half is just classic swamp thing shenanigans six (laughs) through ten or five through ten and it's fucking great it's great it's awesome um so these first couple issues, we get a lot of the backstory and really the setting the stage for, for what's going on. We, we find Levi, he's returning from a trip from, from India where he was there to uh, working for a company called Prescott Industries, I believe. They, are, they come up frequently. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> and to negotiate a land deal, specifically... It was the land deal of like his ancestral home and his family. Um, so he's working for the people trying to deforest the like his like homeland. Yeah, and <laughs> there and throughout the book, and more so in the back half of the the season, creates a ton of conflict within his family. Oh, um, because I, like, the, I would say more than conflict. Yeah, it, um, it pretty, it's the catalyst for the whole story. Um, but we we don't get really, a lot of that until later. It's really cool that. I think we could probably go through it in like two chunks. Like we can talk about that part and then the rest of the story. But it's really cool yeah. that as the reader, we are introduced to the person you would think is the villain. Like, yeah. You, and they, the way like, we get to it, it, um, you find out why, right? Yeah. 
Well, like, because he kind whole, of is and he isn't. <laughs> well, he's he's misguided. Like he, the whole thing with him is that he wants to bring progress to like this, like what he sees as like a backward. Like his family is like really entrenched in like the like indigenous religion and the indigenous like like worship of the land and worship of ancestors yeah. and and like he's he's like well we need to create jobs we need to like you know help this region by bringing more industry to it like so he's he's trying to help his homeland with progress not realizing yeah. that he's advocating for the literal devil <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know? and a big like, and a big theme specifically between him his father and his brother who is a big character in this is like he never they always talk to him like he never got it he yeah. never understood what that land what what it meant like he was always detached from it even as a kid like he never really understood the importance of this land of the heritage that comes with it and and ultimately the spirits and gods of the area because that's ultimately what ends up happening yeah is no, they yeah, get he's summoned he's, in a way. He's way more like scientifically approached yeah, with a, this whole yeah, thing. I think and, he's brought in specifically because he's a scientist. Yeah, he works he for ties. Prescott, and yeah. and they're like, "Oh, you'll be perfect to negotiate this land deal because this is your home." And what they're really saying is, it'll look good for the press. The if optics. You're the one. Yeah, yes, exactly. exactly. Yeah, like a bunch of white dudes coming in here and saying we're going to take this land is pretty fucking familiar for India. Uh, so right. if yeah, we have our Indian before. employee do it, it looks better for us. Yeah, so we get this story a lot. We get a good of it. I like how they do this. Like we're kind of just dropped in and we kind of get filled in. A lot of this has already happened to them and we're kind of getting caught up. Yeah, there's um, kind of like, a there's kind of a B plot throughout. So like we get the swamp thing stuff, but then like kind of buried under the surface is this story of him reconciling with his family and stuff. Exactly, yeah. Which was great. I like kind of getting filled in along the way as he's trying to reconcile it. So it it was And it trying to just really, cope really well. with being swamp thing yeah. suddenly. Like he's yeah. like the epitome yeah, of like unreliable narrator because few. he's like, What in the Fuck is yeah, you're like, what you're kind of figuring horror? you're kind of figuring things out along with him, and exactly um, he uh like he's thrown into this whole situation where he suddenly becomes a a swamp monster, and <laughs> you're like <laughs> hate it with that you're like I don't know what the fuck is going on, and it's, it's you're also, like well it's almost like it's almost like if if they had told you the trauma of like what goes on in his family because. I think we could just talk about it now. I don't think we need to talk about it in like the linear yeah, way think, that the book does. Like, because I think there's a all of this stuff that happens. I think it's a good way. We could talk about all the family and stuff and how he becomes Swamp Thing, and then we can just talk about the Swamp Thing stuff. Yeah, because so a lot like, of it really happens before issue one. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah, and it's yeah. him going back and and reminiscing or talking to uh, his girlfriend, friend, whatever. Yeah, um, and his, yeah, exactly. But so in in the course of negotiating this land deal, his family. It goes so bad. It, oh, it goes as the worst it, it could possibly so go. His his family are like the the tribal leaders, and they're the ones that are like protesting the land deal. So like they have like armed clashes with the police. So like that because I think it gets, eventually it gets it gets it gets pushed through. Basically, they grease the right palms, and he's one of the main reasons for that. Yes, 
and then and that, a, that brings tensions yeah. to a head so the protesters become even more like adamant about trying to save the land and the police open fire on the protesters and his dad is shot yeah and his dad ends up dying in the hospital at which point like levi is able to like say a last goodbye and his father forgives him and he doesn't really understand it at the moment yeah because this is like, the crux of this is everything yeah the, yeah this is the crux of the four issue yes yeah. first so five he or says six so his dad says i forgive you and then we find out later he's like i think my father knew then what i was becoming like he saw that i was going to become the avatar of the green and like that i would finally understand where he was coming from and he forgave me for the mistakes that i made yeah because uh, at that same time when they were there his family his parents had this ritual to summon the spirits specifically talking about to kind of save and come up and i think one of them that kind of came up was the avatar the, the green coming up but then there was also like the other half of this was like yeah it was the green where like the green is trying to teach a human how the world should be and then his brother jacob also there kind of doing the opposite was like look we're trash we're going to use the power to punish everybody so he kind of took that power in yeah, some what's, way what's what's the name and, he has a uh yeah a, i wrote it down he calls himself hedera he calls himself hedera, hedera. Yeah. So, so so he as, has his power too yeah and as swamp thing as as levi is being led through the green by alec holland and poison ivy and a couple other people are dude like, these first couple issues had so many great avatars of the green in here and so many little pieces like him running into both pieces of ivy yeah. in the green yeah was, it was was great and these so like good. giant like baboon elephant dudes well, yeah, being old avatars and keepers of the green. It's fucking great. Yeah. And there was also, like, as, as he's trying, he's going through, he's trying to figure out what's wrong with the green because it's tainted. There's, some, there's, like, there's an idea that has become a virus that is, that is disrupting the green. And we come to find out that that is his brother because his brother yeah. has taken all the hope out of the green. Like yeah, he, he is, he it. is, he is an avatar of the pessimistic side of the green of the like. There is no hope for humanity. We need to get rid of them. Eco terror, kill them all. Which honestly, yeah. I I find it hard to disagree. <laughs> yeah, especially yeah. when the villain ultimately at the end of this is this multinational corporation. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> and it's like, yeah, obviously Levi fucked up. But like he understands the error of his ways, but uh, maybe Hedera can just also take out that fucking uh, corporation. That'd be kind of cool. Um, yeah, I think there's some cool things that happen with that stuff, with him turning into Swamp Thing, and we kind of get a little bit in the the two issues where he kind of tangles with the Suicide Squad. But we get it in the beginning too. Like one, him learning how to use his power. He doesn't really know what's happening. He's having these visions and stuff, which give us some amazing splash pages, oh, by yeah, the way. Dude, the oh, art boy. in this is just... Um, but the first couple issues where he's just transforming and being teleported and rebuilding 
showing up random places, but then he's just learning to become Swamp Thing as he's fighting another avatar, yeah. the Pale Wanderer. Yeah. Um, which is, it's fucking great. And then which, the other part, yeah. So, so the Pale Wanderer, a couple people mentioned that he's the avatar of the desert, which... That's what we he get, calls. That's what we but, learn. But later on, as um, uh, Jason Woodrow, we'll get to that later. But he's like examining yeah. the corpse of the Pale Wanderer, and he's like, "I don't think this is the Avatar of the Desert. I think this is something different." My theory is that he's a Wendigo. Yeah, there's also that because his villain. he has he has gold nuggets for eyes, and he just drinks crude oil. Like it's I don't remember the name of it. There is a villain spe- like that's almost beat for beat for that in the more Swamp Thing run. I would have okay. thought he'd be the avatar for greed, and that's what and... that's what a Wendigo is. Oh, okay. a Wendigo is an avatar for for greed because oh, the Wendigo and indigenous. See, lore... I only know about Wendigos. Wendigo, yeah, exactly. you don't you're exactly. different than Wendigos. Um, <laughs> in indigenous lore, a Wendigo is a person that resorts to cannibalism because they're like starving and that hunger begins to take over and and like they become this like greedy hungry creature that ceases to be human and like so that's like it's basically the cautionary tale of like no matter how starving you are no matter how bad the circumstances you cannot break this covenant you can't eat other people like that's that's the bridge too far but like it's it's yeah they become just like a greed monster <laughs> they're just always hungry so Lord that's, that, that, <laughs> yeah Lord please exactly yeah he's a wendigo for sure um but yeah i think i i i love this pale wanderer character because it's just like it was a guy that just fucked off into the desert and he just became an idea and and he's just this like cryptid that people keep became running into and, something and else every time, entirely yeah like like levi just starts like he'll go to sleep have a nightmare and then just like wake up reforming in the desert and this pale wanderer is like teaching him how to be an avatar because he wants like camaraderie and arrival it's this like i'm yeah he wants he wants him to do what he did and manifest and become what he can like truly manifest and be the most powerful version of himself. Yeah. And he also yeah. like his whole thing, everything that the pale wanderer teaches him kind of echoes through the rest of the series where he's like, you like, it's an idea. And you know what happens when two ideas meet? One has to consume the other. And it's like Dude. that whole and like that's how he fights like the the monsters that are like kind of taking over the green and that's how you like it's it's all this like concept of like it's so it's so that's how he absorbs his knowledge like we had the big monkey thing that adam was talking about that was like an old avatar that holds these secrets of the green and instead of trying to beat it he absorbs it becomes it takes over it and learns that knowledge and then ultimately he fights the pale wanderer once he's like up to snuff and he turns, he turns him into absorbs, a big ass tree and turns into a giant bayon tree from in the middle of the desert in america and yeah. it's a tree that only exists in india it's it's like it's like a big explosion but it's it tree. was so fucking cool yeah it's a yeah. mushroom cloud of a tree it's fucking awesome it was awesome 
And then after that, that's kind of when we see the... Con- so he kind of knows there's a contagion in there, and then we see the team-up of, like, Prescott and, and the Suicide Squad to kind of go after him, because they want they want him. So we get... And then we get some, like, one-off stories when we... Then, as he develops his powers and gets, like... Which I thought had some great lines, like, the one issue, it was him being drawn to this area where this... World oh, War II yes. bomb had oh, like latched great. on. No, yeah, it was it's, like- it's no, it's so good because this this is the same through line as that same like this idea has become a virus and this idea it's yeah. an, it's an unexploded Nazi bomb that like it's- that just got buried under rubble and then became turning part- everyone in the building in- into fascists. Yeah, and it, and it just yeah. it started to infect like it, the the idea was trying to explode because the bomb couldn't so it like it took um this this is this one magician chick sierra um who like calls she calls constantine for help yeah we get constantine swamp thing team up again oh it's so good and like so she's like uh my buddy disappeared he's been gone for days i don't know where the fuck he went i can't go out there because there's a bunch of fucking fascists just marching up and down the halls like what the fuck and swamp thing manifests as well so it's just like him it's him meeting constantine for the first time but not really because he has all the memories so he's like yeah you are constantine we are friends you're a troublemaker and he's like oh yeah good to see you too bud all right uh (laughs) (laughs) um but he finds her friend uh nigel in the basement just like he's become a like tetsuo the iron man with all the like pipes in the building like yeah. he just has all these pipes growing out of him and it's him just stuck in a nightmare of the bomb so he's like trapped in this like thought of world war ii london um and con uh, and uh uh swamp thing takes the bomb he like he, he grows down into the dirt and he like grabs it and takes it to a bunker and like absorbs the blast so he like to a bunker right outside of a the SS Lager slip, which was a concentration camp. They specifically yep. pointed that out. Yeah, he I thought this issue had some camp. some great line, and this kind of echoes through the the topics. Like it talks about like the overlay is like only recently the world has begun to wonder if human action and ideas bleed back. What if human ideas have begun to pollute the consciousness of the world? And that kind of like is kind of this theme, this idea polluting the world and taking over people. And it's definitely a theme throughout this entire, there's entire a, run. There's a little bit of department of truth in this too. Like, uh, the one Prescott yeah. guy kept talking about how ideas can manifest into reality. Yeah. Well, it's, it's when you I have mean, the right power. Yeah, I basically. think Rom V and, and James Tynan are definitely tapping into the same magical thinking uh, you know that like they're they're the the prodigal sons of like your Grant Morrison's <laughs> and your Alan Moore's in the, in the sense that like you take the the concept of of literature is its own tulpa. So like you you like go through with this and, and and exploring the concept of ideas run amok. And yeah. like I think Cy Spurrier did that really well with uh with his run on Constantine on Hellblazer. Where it was, it was specifically tackling fascism in the UK and how, like, yeah. like generational trauma and like ideas t- 
taking form and and corrupting and yeah it's it's and there's also a we we keep talking about ideas but uh there's also a huge thing with memory like the only way he's able to reform is through memory and the only way he can like yeah it's ideas memory and trauma yeah the big three the big three um yeah i mean they're all kind of the same aren't they it really takes um because like some to some extent swamp thing is already an idea of like you know he's the the avatar of life on the planet but right rom kind of takes that and adds like he's the he's the land as a avatar like he's he's the memory of all of the land and that's why he's the perfect like anti-colonialist monster because yeah. Yeah, because like you right. know that it's that he's the opposite of that he's like the original like he's the guardian of like of the of the earth so yeah and i liked how they kind of working off of that using this levi character as kind of casey mentioned like this dude should be the villain, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, but like, and, and specifically they, taking a like westernized Indian guy who like, yeah, who who didn't connect with his culture and turned his back to it because he didn't understand it and is like right. forced then, to reconcile with it because <laughs> of and through of, these actions, right? So like, I think the the two issues with the Suicide Squad with. Uh, RJ's favorite character, the uh, nightmare, nightmare nurse, nurse coming in, um, <laughs> kind of poking around. We kind of get this. We kind of get the idea. Is like they summon these spirits to, in a ceremony, and they latched onto his kernel of guilt and pain of his father being shot and basically killed during the protest, and that's what the avatar of the green that's what the green latched onto to create and like use him to be the one to turn everything and, and because yeah like that guilt, the avatar that guilt can be a catalyst for good if you exactly use it, you know and yep. and that's um, the big i forget point, who I mentioned it uh, at the very beginning someone says like yeah you can't choose to be the avatar of the green like it's such a insane power to wield that anyone who right. would want to wield it should not. So, like, the brother mm. desperately wanted to be the new avatar. So, and yeah, he, he gets... Exactly. So and that's why he got the corrupted version. He yeah. got the, like, evil... Well, not an evil, but the, like, pessimistic version of the green. Well, the, like, yeah, and then there's a great line in here, too, when they're talking about, like, the Nightmare Nurse poking around his brain and sees, like, here's the trauma, here's the pain. But we get this memory of his father basically talking about, like, talking about this story about this parable of teaching and ultimately the lesson is like the only way to find the cure is to carry the mountain the only way to go through is to carry to go through the burden you need the burden to find the the cure to fix the problem and like that's ultimately finally i think when he fully becomes the avatar of the green he understands like i need to carry this burden of what i've done to go and fix this problem like you can't take that from me or I wouldn't be yeah, I you, can't be swamp thing. You can't, I can't do this. You can't as a person, I can't undo my colonialist ancestors. I can't undo my slave owning ancestors. That fucking happened. And that's generational trauma that is in me. And the only thing I can do is take that and do something better. Is become you know? a swamp monster. I wanna yeah. be a swamp monster. At least a swamp monster. Yeah, witch, I just I know? just really liked he took that 
he had every he didn't he was until even until all this stuff started happening until his dad got shot he still didn't think he did anything wrong no he thought he was going to be on the right side of history doing everything he did and, and, and that's he was, what turned everything. And then his father like, forgave him for it as well. And he was like upset. Like he's like, oh, I wish it didn't have to be like this. Like he wasn't being completely heartless about it, but he legitimately thought yeah. he was doing the right thing because yep. in, in a, like a westernized mindset, you can start to, you can, you can convince yourself that like progress and like job creation and, and industry is like the actual way to do anything good. You know, like this, like. Yeah. We're There's building just, up and we're, you know, and it's like, oh, it, that's not always great. <laughs> Maybe don't destroy yeah. the, the forest, please. <laughs> I feel like I, every rom comic I read has like these just great little lines that I just kind of like sit on for oh, yeah. like a couple minutes. Because like one of the issues he's fighting Parasite, who's like just fed on the green and just gorged himself. And like this, the little line is just, um, you know, power wraps itself around pain loss and regret but we can still choose to not be monsters and it's like oh damn Fuck. okay Fuck. <laughs> him and his brother really feel like the magneto xavier relationship but kind of thrown in a blender yeah. and like yeah way more yeah, nuanced yeah, a and lot of that really way more yeah, spores and than and i actually <laughs> want to uh root for the xavier <laughs> that's not the thing that ever happens <laughs> yeah, because he shows up while he's fighting this parasite. Uh, oh, so we, we didn't really get into f- the Suicide Squad's <laughs> plot. Um, yeah, so the plot basically to, which goes into like the company plot. Basically, this Prescott Industries <laughs> drops a bomb in like this nerve agent in the same forest, which basically cuts it's it like off from the ecological green. EMP. Yeah, and then it's so also it's um, obvious. Kazaringa Forest in India. Which, yeah, which I believe is the forest. Yes, that, that we, is the we'll ancestral homeland yeah. that his family is, like, supposed to protect. Yeah. So this thing goes off, and immediately <laughs> Swamp Thing's like, something's up, I gotta go there. <laughs> like, it worked Which immediately. is the point, yeah, exactly. Well, and like, on top on of that, second. he's also rebuilding himself from the bomb that exploded, th- that mm-hmm. he's rescued, and there's, like, almost a whole issue where he's rebuilding itself and it's fucking incredible. Yeah. It's it's <laughs> fucking it's some fucked up body horror. It's really it's a, it's some Cronenberg so shit fu- and I mean that as the best compliment. It's so fucking It's some Clive cool, Barker man. shit. It's yeah, awesome. Yeah. Look, like there's like these t- big splash pages and a lot of these issues he's right in the beginning of him like constructing himself or them like analyzing something scientifically and it's just it's gorgeous and it's just really um really sets a great tone for like all of these issues because he's just like turning and screaming and you see an eyeball pop out of a branch and shit yeah. it's just it's it's, awesome. it's gorgeous but it's also so gross at the same yeah, time yeah it's just yeah. so well done my favorite gross and gorgeous um yeah so they drop that in and then they drop a bunch of suicide squad people led by peacemaker to go capture him led by john Which, cena uh, do 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 <laughs> in, no like, this I is like not it. the john cena version this is the mean and I, version and i just love that this every i feel like this just immediately it just immediately goes to shit well just yeah because like from well number the one jump. they send they send uh peacemaker heat wave nightmare nurse as we alluded to earlier yeah chemo and parasite like 
what a fucking shit show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, it gets yeah, cocked like up just, pretty much immediately. Yeah, Heatwave oh, of runs course. off and just gets fucked on like almost immediately. Yeah, Parasite um, is just fucking gone. You know, he's just like, oh, the Parasite's where the hell just he fucking went. gone. And Heatwave's yeah. just like, what can I set on fire? And then like <laughs> Nightmare Nurse kind of talks about is like, look, guys, we're not hunting a man in a forest. We're we're hunting the forest. Like, yeah, she's the only one that knows what the work. fuck is up. Yeah. <laughs> this is not going to end well for us. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then Kimo you know, just I, it just kills everything he touches and just wanders yeah, just around, tries the woods. and just gets his ass handed to him too. I just liked how they used her ability to go through memories and stuff to really get to the core of how and why he's like accepted being Swamp Thing from just. And like some amazing visuals through it too. We really get this through this this story of everything that he's gone through over the last couple of months. And she tries to like um seduce it out of him. And he's like, no, nah, I'm good. And she's like, Alright, see you later. It's like, no, nah, I'm just plants. He can't really It was just great that she's like, Okay, cool, I could help you, but it's like, I know what you are, so I'm not gonna try to stop you. So I'm leaving now. I tried to get him to stop being swamp thing, it didn't work, I'm out. Because <laughs> like, she yeah. knows what she's up against. The right? only like, person like, that can that knows what the fuck is up. And then chemo <laughs> just like barfs all over him. Which, like, yeah, yeah, he just took a World War II bomb straight to the face. You think he's not gonna just eat you for breakfast, dude? Like, what? Oh, and he does, and it's such a great dude. Just like this splash page of him fighting Ke- Like he's got like little mouths on him from the stuff. He's got like stone brass knuckles and shit that's so fucking yeah, he cool looking. beats the <laughs> fuck out of camo yeah like he he gets wrecked like yeah this whole suicide squad gets wrecked also rj what is nightmare nurse's power obviously she's got some like psychic stuff going on she's a nurse <laughs> she's nurse she's, she's, she's a nurse. evil witch nurse Okay. okay. Yeah. All right. That that Perfect. that about sums it up. She she was like <laughs> yeah. a local legend, I think, and then was kind of like a phoenix force that inhabited someone. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, she's from the uh, from the original Justice League Dark team. Okay. All right. Dude, so much shit happens in these last in these Suicide Squad episodes because then we get souped up, we get fucking jacked up, Parasite. Yeah. He's all he's he is bit. high on the green. Like he has yeah. gorged himself. We get the backup and then he just kind of gets fucking lit on fire and Jacob's like, sup, bro. Yeah, I got powers too, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that shit that you've been looking for, basically. Like Yeah, I, I, t- I am I, made the, it. I am what is wrong with the green. <laughs> like yeah. I'm I'm the the virus of an idea. And he just melts parasite. With almost no effort. Oh my god, um, yeah. Like, like Swamp Thing was kind of, like, having trouble taking down Parasite, and Jacob just, like, and her dead. <laughs> it's just like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and ultimately, he points him in the directions, like, look, you know who did this. Prescott, you need to go fucking fix this. But before he goes, he kind of has this moment with Peacemaker. It's like, just kind of like, are you on their side? He's like, no, I'm just kind of doing my job and ultimately he (laughs) synthesizes this like fake sensor instead of the bomb in his neck so he takes the bomb out but basically it'll still tell him that he's under their control he's like look you're free that you you thank me later yeah well yeah no he (laughs) he takes the bomb out but he's using the the pulses 
Um, to keep it like he's still t- yes, there. Yeah, exactly. It's f- fucking great. And like, even even with Parasite, like, as they're fighting, he's able to go into his memory. And when Jacob just like turns into mush, he's like, he was just a man turned into a monster. And then and that's like, yeah, that's right. Yeah, his, yeah, you, yeah. His brother's like, all, oh, poor, just like poor little you, like you know. Yeah, all this pain is ra- all this power is attracted to that pain, and like one choice is between monster and swamp. You know, it's it's not that difficult to to turn into something like a parasite. Also, um, we have gone through this whole thing and not mentioned his friend Jennifer, which yeah, she becomes very important in the last two issues. <laughs> Um, yeah, the very she's spread throughout, right? So in the beginning, yeah. So the very she's beginning, research it. Well, they work together with at Prescott, and um, yeah, they've been they've been tiptoeing in between this like friendship yeah. and something slightly more intimate. They've got a and Sam and she, Diane thing happening. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and she he he goes over to her house when he like visits her uh, after visiting India. He goes over to her house and is just like kind of crashing on her couch for a while, and that's where he starts having the nightmares, and so and disappearing. And disappearing so she's he's like, like getting he's like popping up in fucking arizona and then coming and back then, yeah. and like waking up in central park and she's like what the <laughs> yeah. fuck like where did like, you what, go what, what what's going happening? on with you bro yeah so yeah. he he kind of opens up to her that he's having these nightmares and she like researching it right? yes like she takes yeah, him to yeah. the prescott lab they break into the lab and like start doing some kind of like secret tests to try well, and she figure runs out and and uh and uh an MRI. An right? MRI. Mm-hmm. I almost said MRE. Yeah. What am I doing? Yeah, she runs an M- <laughs> MRI on him and like see, starts to see his brain turn to plants. Yeah. And, and then, then, they get and then transported she, into the green. Yeah. And she goes with him into the green. And that's when like yeah. she's kind of kidnapped by um, Woodrow. Woodrow. And and yeah. Woody. Yeah. So so that's that's the part part of the whole beginning where he's trying to figure out what's going on. She is there as well, and he's trying to just like get to her to save her and like and luckily when she comes out of it she just uh, she just thinks it was a nightmare but the the most i think the the most important part to take from just her like first part in that was that like when she sees him she's like more repulsed she, and terrified than anything she else faints. She's, yeah she and yeah. He, like that's the thing that scared her the most out of everything she saw on the green which and is Woodrow made sure he knew that yes because that dude sucks it's like she saw (laughs) some crazy shit in here but when she saw you man man i think the other thing she hated you i think the other part (laughs) that kind of comes up at the end is since some other stuff went in woodrow had a way out yes and and is always she she should not have been able to get in there the fact that like they have such a he had to bring her yeah. yeah. Well, it was like the only way she could get in was that if she was that close with him. So that was kind of right. a fluke. And then, and then, I think yeah, he Woodrow that out. Had, a, had an escape route. So Woodrow, mm-hmm. uh, for those who don't know, is um, Floronic Man and just a classic. real piece of shit. Just a classic. Real piece of shit. Classic Swamp Thing villain. Just a real Also, I love that asshole. they draw him like Willem Dafoe. It is not a fucking mistake. He is Willem Dafoe. <laughs> he is fan cast as Willem Dafoe, and I hear it and I can't unsee it. He's usually horrifying and great in everything I've read of him. You know, I was reading him with like a really gravelly head voice. And now that you say Willem Dafoe, that's exactly what it was. Yeah, because yeah. there's a bunch of different shots where uh, Mike Birkins draws him exactly like that. Also, um, 
I just realized in the top of the show we mentioned Mike Spicer, but we did not mention um, John McRae, who did two of the issues in between. Yeah, I was gonna. I was realizing that as I was flipping. Yeah, through. John McRae did the um, interim. Uh, he, did he did the, the World War Two one. He did the World War Two one and and one of the. Um, uh, did he do the uh, one of the Suicide Squad issues or just like the tail end of the? Maybe just the tail end, but he's uh, definitely yeah. I think here. the tail end of that issue introduces the Suicide Squad stuff. Anyway, so yeah, he did the he did the we got break in the middle that was the World War Two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, then we get the big battle. Um. Well, we get the evil villain speeches from Perkins, uh, from Prescott. Basically, he has the body of an old avatar. We can pick pick which one. It doesn't really fucking matter. The like um, the oldest. He's is he's like a like a bog body. Basically, they've like, got their own tree yeah. guy. Yeah, they got their own pieces of their avatar, so they want to capture them. And basically, he's like, look. Every scientific advancement has come from us studying this shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we need and, to, we want to catch a fresh one. So we and can, he's doing this all so to Jennifer, who has been kidnapped. Phone. Yeah. Yeah. So Jennifer's been kidnapped. I love this little scene where Levi kind of shows up to her apartment and it's just fucking trashed. And there's a flower in the window. He just asks the flower what happened to Jennifer mm-hmm. and he sees the whole fucking thing. I love that. <laughs> And I also he's love like, that. All right, well, let's go fuck shit up. As they're like the the Prescott dude is giving his evil villain speech to Jennifer, it's literally just colonialism again. Yeah, because <laughs> it's just like some fucking idiot. Also, the guy, the evil villain in Prescott, is named Pilgrim, and that is not a mistake. Manifest no, destiny, absolutely not. <laughs> well, they kind of go through the history of them finding this too, and it's just yeah. that. It's just, it's just some fucking guy stumbles upon, he like finds like this ancient tree with this like, the, uh, he's like a, um, the, basically the, the avatar was like petrified into the tree and like the locals like worshiped it. And he's like, yeah, I'm just going to cut that shit out and bring it back with me to England. Cause, uh, fuck it. Why not? Cause I own it. Cause he's a a real piece of shit. I'm just a real piece of shit. I saw it first. It's mine. Yeah, exactly. Mine. Um, which has never happened since that's never happened in real life, right? That's that's not a thing that. Anyway, just, there's just so many great little lines. Like he talks about how this is like the first time he reaches into the green with intention, and you just see this awesome transformation of him into Swamp Thing, and like you get the classic just glaring orange eyes. I'm like, all right, shit's about to fucking go down, and then all the alarms <laughs> start going off at Prescott, but it's his brother. Oh, he mad. And then again, just amazing splash pages of him just like pulling stuff out of the green to attack all these fucking people and just shredding them. Um, and ultimately, we don't care about Prescott, right? Because they both are like, "Yeah, this dude fucking sucks." <laughs> but he just we're real mad at Jennifer. each other, I, but I, we can agree on one thing. I like that the, yeah. the, the big fight is both of them fighting to be the one to destroy prescott like they're fighting over that's a big part who gets to destroy them and part of it is that levi is trying to rescue jennifer and he doesn't want her to be harmed so like he has a little they want to destroy prescott but you know jacob wants to kill everybody yeah levi wants to just kind of again being the avatar of the green kind of more teach them and change the ways to have them work for good well, especially because, you know, yeah, as... Being more optimistic. Yeah, as who he is, 
you know, people can change. We don't we don't win this fight by just killing everyone that disagrees with us. We have to we have to right. do the work. Be you know? a whole lot easier though. Exactly. Man. It yeah, would be so swamp, much swamp, easier. I feel you like said so, the quiet part out loud, Adam. <laughs> I, I feel like the sub the subtitle for a swamp thing is just we gotta do the work. Yeah. That's yeah. like the undercurrent well, we, of every swamp we thing. We gotta story. do the work or this planet will find a way to get rid of us because we are what's wrong with it. Yeah. Yeah, and that's ultimately what the green comes up to do. It's supposed we fuck something up. And the avatar is coming to fix it. Yeah, like that's that's his job. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the battle just becomes a battle between them, but it comes a race against the clock with this bio agent that they've released and to freeze. But we get this just awesome fight scene between the two of them, and just kind of them finally um, just kind of get into the crux of it. Just it's really just two brothers just- fighting each other over like making the wrong choices. Um, but when, you know, we're, you know, at the, at the moment of truth, uh, Levi as Swamp Thing protects his brother, no matter the bad that he's trying to do, he saves him from this explosion. Uh, and kind of like the way I read it, he kind of absorbs him into him and sucked all of the power out of him. And now he's just Jacob again and almost sacrificed himself to do so that's kind of the that was the vibe i got maybe because he definitely doesn't have like he doesn't have the horns like also we didn't really get into the character design of hedera but like he's fucking cool Um, he's very cool (laughs) very fucking like he has this like grass skirt that turns into like roots that like dig down into the and he's got like this really cool like moose horns Uh, it's fucking cool um but yeah some, so basically, the the bomb that he has in the factory. So he's basically Pilgrim, the fucking CEO dude. Is like, look, I wanted to capture it alive, but worst case scenario, I will I will deal with having them dead. So he like sacrifices the. Um, he still sees it uh, as his property too. Oh, like, of course, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he sees the avatar of the green as his property. It's like what the what? Yeah, <laughs> clearly you clearly you've missed every point that we've tried to throw at you yeah um but yeah right. it, it's so he, so in trying to capture his property he blows up the uh facility because he's like well you know the the last one we had was dead and we got all that out of it so maybe we can salvage some of the corpses out of the you know the wreckage so he he sets off like a um what is it? A, it's a um, liquid nitrogen bomb. It's liquid, a nitrogen. liquid nitrogen plus like the bio agent that they dropped in the forest. Yeah. So it's it just specifically tur- to kill Swamp Thing. Like that's like that's what he fucking he blew makes up plants this thing with. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. Fucking yeah, cool yeah. too. Yeah, it's uh, just like a sprinkler really cool. system of herbicide. Yeah. <laughs> but frozen. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and and in that explosion, he does. He like he shields Jacob Hedera. And um, and t- he does take him in. I don't know if he absorbs the power, but he definitely appears to be dying. Um, like he goes all like brown and like he goes, like he he looks shriveled and and dead. You know. Yeah, and this is after like these two pages of him talking to all of the some of the past avatars, kind of just talking about like this is what it's for this is what you're supposed to do like you're yearning for peace but like look you're you're not done 
There's still more time. There's more shit to do. You still got to get up. <laughs> and that's when you see him kind of come out of the rubble and Ugh. kind of rip Ain't open his chest and, pu- and pukes out Jacob <laughs> <laughs> out of yeah. his chest. It doesn't matter how fucking tired you are. You have to do the work. Um, but that's, and then we also, at the very end of this, we get uh, the Pilgrim's new uh, head scientist is Jason Woodrew, who got out of the fucking green. Um, it's Jason Woodrew, who got out of the green, and they have the body, which appears to be the... Pale Wanderer. Uh, the, pale, the Pale Wanderer, because fucking Swamp Thing turned him into yeah. a goddamn See, tree. I, Woodrew <laughs> even says, like, like, he may yet be a different... We're reaching into an entirely different idea. So, like, I think I think he's the avatar of greed. Like, I think he's a fucking Wendigo. He may be a different avatar. Like, maybe he's... You know, I don't know if he's part of the Rod or anything. It could be... We could be bringing in the classic avatars. Ooh, what so if he's the of, avatar of capitalism? Yeah, I mean, he, they could make he, their he own, drinks too. oil and has gold nuggets for Yeah, eyes. I mean, he's essentially the, the avatar of, like, the American... <laughs> He's like, an yeah. NFT. A- <laughs> oh no! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Like he said, he's kind of the American Avatar. He's like almost a different thing. Like he's like a new. He's not one of these ancient avatars of like the primal forces and shit. Well, Swamp Thing is extremely fungible, so that's <laughs> the perfect villain. <laughs> but he's like the by definition nature. of fungible. Yeah, <laughs> he's a fungusable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> But yeah, this fucking book. Oh man, it's so good. And then I'm so happy because, like, we know it gets extended, but the last panel is him opening his eyes. Fuck yeah! Yeah. Can't kill this motherfucker. It makes me so happy that the big publishers save all their like really thought-provoking, intelligent books for their swamp creatures. I don't understand, (laughs) dude. Some of the best. I feel like some of the best comics i've read over the last few years like involve swamp thing in some way <laughs> yeah, it's like, the best it's well f- like it, people i don't think it's a mistake stories. that i like it's an easy medium it's an empathy engine for oh my god the planet is dying yeah. and we're killing <laughs> yeah. like, also i don't think it's, it's the uh, most prevalent story in everyone's brain right now. You know? I also don't think it's a coincidence either that all of those books that you mentioned that involve Swamp Thing were also probably written by Ron V. Oh, yeah. Well, the, to me, like, recent I, you know, recently, I read the Alan Moore Swamp Thing recently, and, like, this reminds, like, almost completely different type of story and, like, the core of the characters, but, like, just the whole messaging and themes, just, they were very similar, and they rang that same kind of part of my brain. This just well, kind of It's It's really cool that you can theme. take, because, like, Alan Moore had a lot to say, a lot of anti-capitalist things yeah, to say, sure you know, <laughs> which is very relevant. But I, it's really interesting to me that, like, Alec Holland is kind of like a a character that you can kind of project Alan Moore onto. This like reluctant yeah, yeah. like he he thought he was doing what was right and then realized he was the fucking problem. Like kind of very similar to Levi but like in a uh, white dude. That's why and in, here we have That's why in Rom's Justice League Dark Swamp Thing has a beard and looks just like Alan Moore. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like um, it's not a mis- it's not a mistake that a lot of these older avatars of Swamp Thing look exactly uh, like Alan in this sure. in this book. Um, like because he's a swamp great. monster. It's great, but it's awesome. Same, but like. In order, like, in order to tell this story, it couldn't be Alec Holland again. It had to be somebody that Rom could be, connect right? to. It shouldn't be because, like, his story's been told. We don't need to keep doing the same thing that Alan Moore did it, fucking forty years ago. Tell... Yeah, but agreed. like to have Rom V bring an indigenous perspective to it, like something like, that's very clearly much more personal to him, and like that's what came across, and that and that's part of what I like exactly what you're saying, like. That's why I feel they're so similar. Yeah. Those characters felt so personal. It, it's really cool yeah. to who was writing that. It. Like, it's such a bizarre corner of comic, the comic world that yeah. like you can do so many cool stories with it, and you have this hero who isn't even a hero in the beginning, and his like yeah doesn't really want to be a hero yeah either. and, They're and the fact that like heroes, right yeah and the fact that like he has all this trauma and stuff like it kind of the the green kind of like you know oh you're perfect it's great and it's yeah. like and it's a perfect it's a perfect vehicle mm-hmm. for specifically colonialist trauma right like this is the perfect place for Rom to tell that story, and it couldn't be anyone else. It couldn't be Alan Moore telling that story again, because like as much as you know, Alan Moore can be anti-colonialist, sure, and it has to come from that perspective. And Rom made his it's gonna yeah, it's going to hit different. different you know? And Rom yeah, made his yeah, yeah. comic debut with a col- like a anti-colonialist take on Dracula, and like this feels <laughs> this feels like awesome. a perfect like follow-up. Like yeah, it, yeah. Uh, if anyone's looking for a good book out there, go read these Savage Chores because it fucking slaps. Yeah, it fucking slaps. yeah. And like you said, just from the jump, you just feel that connection. And he's telling a lot of the same stories in just a com- from a completely different perspective. And like it just, Even- it's great. You're still getting that classic theme and Swamp Thing story, but like you said, just with a com- huge. Um, pull from the anti. Even when he side. brings in, yeah. in a great uh, the Suicide Squad, and it's a superhero brawler, it is still angled in an interesting new way, and is like has all these different dynamics to it that make it, you know, more than just someone slapping their action figures together. And that's one of my favorite <laughs> things about a Swamp Thing book. It's like, yeah, he's in a full on giant action brawl but there's just like (laughs) philosophy right pros on top of it like him like working through his inner trauma and figuring out why he's doing that and it's like like just this really thought-provoking stuff and it's like but he's fighting a giant sludge monster it's fucking it's it's awesome it's (laughs) It's, you don't get that in a lot of other characters just yeah, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> awesome. I also want yeah, to point like, out that like Animal Man feels it, like that oh, whole yeah. little universe of characters. Like I just just put that right. I in love my the Mystic oh, for all time. Yeah, like can we get like this version of Animal Man? That's why we can get him to team up. That's that why Justice League Dark awesome. is my favorite DC team because it's just it's just it's all mystical this. DC. It's great. I yeah. do want somebody to bring back Animal Man, like like Lemire like, style, like this. Well, like this. Rom was the last great. person to fucking, fucking do that because he had Buddy on Justice League Dark. Oh, that's true. That's oh, true. Yeah, that team go. was Let's great. Give him Animal Man next. 
Um, Dude. Yeah, awesome. I also do want to point out, it's interesting to me that uh, Sean did the homework and, like, read this, like, last week to be like, okay, guys, all you really need to read is, like, 5 through 10, because, like, I can catch you up to speed. Like, the first four issues is a lot of, like, setup, and I can just, like, catch you up on that. Just make sure you read 5 through 10. And all four of us read all 10 yeah. issues. <laughs> I wasn't going to not so read like, all 10 issues Fuck of this. you for giving me the cliff notes. I'm going to read the whole damn thing and love it every, <laughs> every fucking minute. I, I, I had a really wonderful experience reading this book. I read it in the shade of this really huge, really old Japanese uh, maple tree on my property. Aww. It's and now like we're one best of my friends. favorite... It's one of my favorite living things on this planet, but I actually found out recently that it's dying and there's nothing I can do to stop it. <laughs> so, well, but you gotta become a goddamn avatar. But, you gotta call a swamp. Yeah, thing. I got I, it. It's, it's like every summer that it, every spring that this tree blooms is like a miracle. This tree shouldn't be alive. And it somehow it's growing out of control. Like when I found out it was dying, I was like, I'm not trimming this tree ever. Like get as big as you want to get. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's it's the perfect tree to sit and read under and i was like i'm reading swamp thing under the tree it's gonna be fucking brilliant i, I love a swamp thing book i feel like i'm i've i when i started reading the more stuff in quarantine i i fucking <laughs> tore yeah i tore through every volume of that like so fast i couldn't get enough of it and then like i was like all right who else is here? Give me an avatar or something i don't give a fuck red cool animal man let's go like I, it, this kind of these stories, um, because you could tell these like really actiony superhero stories with just like ultimately the message is just like, yo, be better, conserve the earth, <laughs> like don't be a dick, yeah. <laughs> like it, and it's 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 great, and I, I I'm I, I'm really glad we have a really good Swamp Thing book, you know, in a modern way. I feel like there hasn't been one in a while, so you know it's it's great that we have one right now. But if you and then it keeps getting extended. If you have the means, I can't recommend uh, reading this under a hundred year old tree enough. Um, <laughs> and I think the first some of us don't have a tree to- in our backyard, <laughs> Adam. Some of us have a concrete nightmare. <laughs> I still have those cypress <laughs> seeds. If you want them, Casey. Uh, I'll try. If you want I'll to grow a hundred foot I... tri- uh, cypress tree in the middle of the city, I've got you. How big of a pot do I need for that? Uh, how big <laughs> do you got? <laughs> I will say my little like eight by four like <laughs> rectangle of concrete in my backyard is is very lush with as many <laughs> potted plants as I could put in it. So I'm trying my best. <laughs> you just need to create a concrete monster and I can fight Adam's tree. Or just Ooh, plant a tree yeah. in a crack in the concrete and just let it take over. <laughs> they will also do that too. Yeah. Yep. Now we're a gardening podcast. Gardening yeah. by force. <laughs> <laughs> Aggressive. That and concrete. Yeah, that's my new band name and concrete. Yeah. Nightmare. <laughs> that's my first, al- that's concrete my first album. Nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> I've just been playing the long game to turn this into a gardening podcast the whole time. So, <laughs> jokes on y'all. Damn. Damn. Well, Poison Ivy next week. Perfect Woo, transition. Which, I know. Fuck yeah. That's and, awesome. And, you know, happy Pride, y'all. We get a Pride issue and a Poison Ivy uh, book yeah, coming out. And like, fucking great. Yo, just make her be fucking hanging out with the green. I'm in. Like, give me that shit all day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think, <laughs> I, if I recall, the, the cover 
is her like eating a bloody steak and it says like humanity had its chance and I was just like yeah. fucking get it girl the, the <laughs> that's last like, that's what I need here the last uh, Poison Ivy book like someone at DC had just gotten booted because they were a terrible like I think they were like a harasser and then they wrote it into the book where she like murders uh, like a mirror like someone that was like nice. a stand in for him Whoa, yeah. cool. That last book by like Amy <laughs> Chu, Cycle of Life and Death, is great. I love that book. Oh, yeah. I remember you telling me about that. I never got a chance to read it, though. But hell yeah. Hey, give me that shit. We stand a queen. <laughs> what else we got? Um, we got Batman. Oh, there's so Dark much Crisis. DC. Oh, there's so much Dark DC. Dark Crisis starts. Yeah, Dark Crisis. Dark, Dark Knights of Steel. Steel Dark yes. Crisis. Uh, there's Batman like a multiverse, like Teen Justice, Batman Killing Time. Um, you yes. said the DC Pride issue. Yep. It's a beefy boy, too. Yeah. So that's cool. I'm, well, I'm really psyched to read that. We'll turn this um, shit off also, and go read some DC comics, man. Yeah, there's also uh, uh, Fortnite versus Marvel now is a thing that exists. Uh, it made its way right? to the other one. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to remember what else was coming out for uh, Thor, um, uh, Venom, uh, speaking of Rom V, there's a. Uh, Record-breaking Jesus. Spawn 330. I, I hate it. I hate it so much. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, on, Every time. on that note, uh, consider joining our Patreon. We got a bunch of cool stuff out there on the on the Patreon for you to listen to. Um, you also get our uh, our Now in Trade series, which we're currently doing some uh some highlights on banned books uh you'll get that before anyone else on our patreon so consider subscribing and giving us your money uh also join our discord a couple of you guys have joined the discord recently we see you we've seen you uh come chat with us hang out uh we need more of a presence on the dueling genre discord uh the us tftsb gang so uh so get at us chat take with over us. Um, yeah, I'll give you links to all that crap in the episode description. And uh, yeah, so uh, from for me, for Casey, Sean, and RJ, uh, this is Tales from the Short Box. Goodbye, everybody.